Welcome, Christian Israel. Pastor Eli James here to Eurofolk Radio, uh, November 10th, 2019, with my co-host, as usual, Pastor David Martins of South Africa. And this is Voice of Christian Israel, and we're going to be discussing the uh, educability, educability of blacks in the modern world and uh, things aren't looking too good from that perspective but uh and we're going to ask pastor martins about his experience uh, de- dealing with that subject in south africa good morning or good day to you pastor martins uh good day pastor Eli, and also good day to all our listeners across the globe uh yes pastor that is quite a sensitive subject in south africa because um, we are led to believe that uh, every one of these people are totally educatable. Mm-hmm. But experience, experience shows, and even Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey can uh, testify to it um, with uh, having her fingers burned, with uh, setting up academies uh, in South Africa, and uh, one particular academy in Cape Town, which has led to quite a number of uh, embarrassing situations for Oprah Winfrey. Okay. But uh, we'll get into the details of that uh, in due course, Pastor. But yeah. um, yes, definitely so. Um, there is, uh, uh, th- th- well, there are numerous occasions where uh, this can very clearly be identified and seen. Well, the South African Parliament is a perfect example of how uneducated <laughs> some of these presidents even are. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether I don't know whether, you, whether, you, whether you've seen the video of uh, Jacob Zuma, the ex-South African president, uh, trying to tell people um, how the ANC has gained members, and he was stumbling over. Um, Figures like <laughs> right? <laughs> Not even arithmetic. Just, just to 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 be able to quote a figure, uh, and it wasn't even a very large figure. But he was stumbling, and then he turns around while well, he was stumbling over his own right. uh, uh, words, and then he says, "Now listen carefully." <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, and he couldn't pronounce the number three hundred and eight. <laughs> is that what it is? Uh, well, so somebody wrote the speech for him, and he didn't know how much three hundred and eight was. Uh, something like that. Something like that. Have you ever ever heard of eleven to seven? Okay, <laughs> I've I've heard children use that expression. White yeah. children, right? Yeah. I've heard white children. But uh, the reason yeah. we're, we're uh, talking about this, ladies and gentlemen, is because in America, our educational system, the public educational system, is in absolute chaos. The white teachers who, are, who think that they're doing good and who expect to be doing good when they go to public school in a black neighborhood or in a school that has a multiracial attendance, they expect the children to sit quietly and learn. That's not what happens. What happens is especially the black kids, they fidget, they roughhouse, they throw things, they they swear at the teacher, they're truant, they learn nothing. They learn absolutely nothing, and they're proud of learning nothing. And the white teachers are finally realizing, and even some black teachers, 
have uh, come to realize that uh, black children are too undisciplined to be educated. Uh, and that, that's becoming more and more teachers are co- white teachers and some in some cases black teachers as well are going public with this thing that, you know, the, the Judeo-liberal ideal of the equality of the races is a total, absolute failure. And that experiment needs to be given up. Pronto, over to you. Uh, yes, Pastor. Uh, I'm busy looking for the particular um, article which Albert Schweitzer Oh, okay. A very renowned uh, German scientist and a doctor mm-hmm. uh, spent, his, spent his whole life in uh, Africa uh, trying to, to cure the diseases of Africa and to help uh, the blacks in Africa because of the uh, various health problems in the tropics. Mm-hmm. And he returned, I, I think he returned to Belgium and with a statement that the people, the black people of Africa are uneducatable, they are, uh, he spent a lifetime trying to educate them and he couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, which, is, which is quite sad if you think about it. Um, there is uh, that these be- people uh, actually spent their whole lives their whole lives in uh, trying to to um, do something for the people who don't even seem to be able to do something for themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way in which he uh, ex- exited his mission to Africa was uh, with a total disappointment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to get that particular one. Oh um, uh, yeah, I'm familiar. I'm familiar with the quotation, uh, but I, um, as far as I'm aware, that uh, statement is only available in the German edition of his book. It was deleted from the English translation, and because uh, I remember a few years ago I did research on that. Okay, so uh, uh, Americans must not know <laughs> that uh, that he made such a statement that uh, uh, that yeah. the two races, the white and black races, are not equal. And they should remain separate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, well yes, that is um, uh, by very expensive experience because uh, basically what what he had done was he he wasted his own the, his whole life right on a, on a mission that he could not succeed in, and I think anybody who lived in 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 South Africa at the time had he contacted any. A uh, person or, or white person <laughs> living in South at the time, they could have told him that up front that it would would be a waste of his time. Of course, uh, um, uh, at the at the time, South Africa was deemed, um, you know, very racially apart, mm-hmm. and uh, and there was a reason for that. Yeah, but yeah. Nonetheless, uh, okay. One, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, before we get into uh, that. Uh, uh, seven of some in the chat room states, uh, Dr. Peter Hammond of South Africa reports much success in Christianizing the African blacks. What does Pastor Martins think of this? Your comment. Yes, Pastor. I, um, I, can, I can give a number of examples of uh, my disappointment in this regard when I was 
still young and eager to do my missionary part for what we were led to believe for the Lord in those days. Right. And I, um, on, on, I think I was only in, in, in around 19, 20 years old. I had finished my military service. I uh, was a keen um, off-the-cuff preacher on Durban's beach and on the roads in the city of Durban and doing my bit, even singing. Mm-hmm. In the city of Durban, where, where we were a small group singing uh, gospel songs. And then right. when we had a gathering of people, we would start preaching. This was especially um, handsome in, on, on a Saturday morning because we would get so many people who would convert. On a Saturday morning, we would be three or four mm-hmm. guys singing along. And then one guy had a, his guitar and uh, the the police would actually come and ask us to move into the parking area, deep into the parking area, because the people who were standing around us would be blocking the roads. So, right. Uh, we, well, they were we, we obviously a, converting. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> okay. And in this time, there was a black man who, who uh, he came to. To, I don't know whether he, I can say salvation, but it, it seemed at the time to me that it was that he had become a Christian and that he had converted and that he had uh, heard the calling of the Lord to go and 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 minister to his people. Mm-hmm. So I so I sponsored him out of my meagre um, salary that I earned in those days. I couldn't even afford to buy a car for myself, but uh, what I did was I sponsored him for uh, to go and study theology, to become a pastor, and to be able to minister to his own people. Right. And then regularly we would actually go and minister together, and and this was on Durban's beaches where we would, I would target the whites and he would target the blacks, and we would. Uh, pray and and uh, have people make commitments to to Jesus. Right. And on one particular weekend that we had, I, I now I must also say that in those days it was very uh, difficult to accommodate or to to even receive a black man in your lounge, let alone have him sleep over. Right. Well, mm-hmm. I I accommodated him in sleeping over as well because we would go early on a Saturday morning to go and minister on the beaches where the, where the um, uh, surfers would go out surfing early, early in the morning. Mm-hmm. And on one occasion like this when... He didn't arrive. I, now, in those days, we didn't have cell phones, and he didn't have the means to call me telephonically, but uh, I had waited for him to arrive at, on a particular day, and he never arrived the Saturday uh, morning. I, right. I went out, and I did my bit for the Lord. And uh, <laughs> then, and then uh, two weeks later, he came, and I asked him, where were you? And he said to me, 
that oh they had a family event uh, and I asked him what event was this now in South Africa in those days many of the blacks that were in Durban um, that had some level of education and that could read and write they they came from Petersburg which is um, or often or, or was often referred to also as the plus they go okay. back to the what is the uh, had become their ancestral grounds. And I asked him, what do they do? And he said to me that, um, well, they, they get initiated into um, uh, uh, certain of, of their culture. Right. And I asked him, now, what do they do? Did he have an opportunity to, to minister to his people? He said to me, no, you don't minister to the people at that time. Because it is their culture. And I asked him, what do they do? And they, he said to me, well, one of the things that they do is they have to kill an ox with their, their hands and they drink the blood and they, <laughs> and then they have, have like a feast. And I, I asked him, so did, did you also drink of the blood? And he said to me, yes. And I asked him, but why aren't you Christian? He says to me, yes, when I'm here. When, oh. when, he's in Durban, when he's in Durban, he's a Christian, but when he is in, 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 in that part of the country where his ancestors are, he, he is part of, his ancestors become part of him and he is part of his ancestors. So, of course, I totally withdrew myself from him. There was no way in which a person tells me that yes. he converts and he talks um, your yeah. language. Uh, when he's with you, but when he's out of sight, he he, con he reconverts to what he was. Mm -hmm. um, now, um, that wasn't the only occasion uh, like that. I've I've had other occasions as well where um, uh, what I can say is that uh, I supported a number of financially supported uh, quite a number of. Uh, I would see there was one in Mozambique. One in Zimbabwe and one in in, in Zambia, um, ministers or, or missionaries, uh, whom I financially supported over a long period of time, <clears throat> both financially and one particular pastor, um, he was uh, from South Africa and he uh, lived in the eastern part of the the Rhodesian or Zimbabwean islands. And I supported him in every way that I possibly could. I at at the stage at the stage where they were uh, busy electrifying uh, or converting a candle lighted uh, center where they had the the training facility for black pastors. Uh, it was basically a Bible school. They called it a Bible school, uh, where I even had one of my, uh, the people working for me, I financially carried him out of my business. I supported this gentleman out of my business while he spent about two to three months um, providing all the electrical uh, installation work of the electrical goods that I provided out of my business for the electrification of that Bible school. Okay. And uh, also, there was a, uh, a a few 
what was orphanages for the uh, the the children of the victims of the Bush War, mm-hmm. or children as victims of the Bush War. And that was black on black, right? The Bush War. That that was, a- that was black on black. Okay. And and um, also many of these children had been maimed because of landmines. They didn't. Landmines don't differentiate between children and grown-ups. So right. <laughs> some of the children were maimed and and uh, without legs or without feet or without hands and arms. And of course that uh, triggered my, uh, in, in, in any white man, that would trigger a response of uh, feeling you've got to help these people. And yeah, right. <laughs> it, it, in any case, what turned out to be, I, for quite a number of years, I supported this. Uh, I even went to this organization's orphanage in which was in the Nyanga Islands. Mm-hmm. I went to the the Bata shoe factory in Rusapi and I bought some shoes for these children. I um, and and uh, I even bought myself a pair of shoes in Rusapi which I still have at it's still with me since 19, uh, I would say about 1992, 1993, but nonetheless, very good shoes. But I, uh, during the time when Robert Mugabe did the land grabbing and had the, the, his people set the whites, the white farmers off their farms, uh, there were a number of white farmers that had been murdered. And the message that I got was that um, the, of, of the first murders of the white farmers on their farms was done by some of these children or some of these adults that had been in these orphanages which I supported. Mm-hmm. Boston, that was quite a shocker to me when I discovered that I helped to raise a murderer of a white man. Right. I helped to a murderer of a white farmer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that that was that was an absolute shocker to me in in fact um, it, it dawned on me that there was no way that I could have known that beforehand yes and it was it, it was um, my my Christian duty because of an indoctrination by the church philosophies and doctrines mm-hmm. that that all people are equal, which they are not. Right, right. Well, it's very common for the uh, missionaries of uh, both the Catholic and Protestant world, not that there are much difference between yeah. those two groups anymore, to claim yeah. that they have gone into the third world and have saved souls for Christ and brought, brought these non-whites to Christianity. But when, yeah. you, re- when you grill them, and ask them, well, how long does this conversion that you're claiming last? Okay? Yeah. And, and the honest ones will say, not very long. <laughs> as soon as the well, white missionary leaves, the, the, the conversion is over. Over to you. Pastor, what I've seen, um, and this was during the time when I made my monthly contributions, mm-hmm. what I've seen is report backs from... There was a, a, a pastor f- uh, f- van a Westhuizen in, in uh, Mozambique. 
Okay. And uh, he, he sent back monthly reports on the progress that he had been making in terms of uh, converting hundreds of thousands of blacks every mm-hmm. six months. Oh, wow. Pastor uh, Reiner Bonka. The world should be paradise by now. Pastor <laughs> Reinhard Bonke was was operating out of Lesotho. He was sending me reports of uh, having or holding these crusades in Kenya, where one and a half million blacks converted or uh, accepted mm-hmm. Christ as their savior. Uh, then on on um, Pastor. Um, Fricky de Jager from Zimbabwe telling me or giving me information about I just want to see about the progress that he has been making with um, uh, negotiating with Mozambique's uh, military leaders at the time to set up another quite uh-huh. a number of orphanages More meetings, in Mozambique. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then there was a German missionary whom operated in Zambia and he was giving me information about services that he had been holding and where uh, I think on one particular occasion over 70,000 blacks accepted Jesus Christ as their savior yeah. and their lives and they rolled changed. around in the aisles right and that's a proof that they accepted Jesus into their hearts right but, but pastor I think out of those years that I had made financial contributions, Africa had been converted most probably 17 <laughs> or 18 times. Okay, yeah, a million and a half per per uh, revival meeting, right? Yes. That's great. But, but, but where is the evidence of that today, Pastor? What yeah. I'm saying is, there is uh, Zimbabwe... If, if I just take the numbers that have been quoted in terms of the so-called converts in Zimbabwe, um, where are they? Where were those converts when uh, when the white farmers were being murdered? They mm-hmm. were they were yeah. marching with the crowd, demanding right. the farm. Exactly. So so even. Uh, I don't care. You can call him Jesse Jackson. You can call him whatever you want. Uh, it is impossible for any other creed or any other race other than the descendants of the house of Jacob mm-hmm. to come to the full acknowledgement and the full knowledge of the almighty father Yahweh. Uh, yeah. Even today, there, there are many videos uh, which which we can look at in South Africa which are emanating from so-called messianic blacks in America and even messianic blacks in Ethiopia and in, um, uh, well, in many places in Africa. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the crunch, those people are uh, incapable of being saved. Right. Be- because salvation is only to the descendants, not of the house of Abraham, but the house of Jacob. Because mm-hmm. Jacob, sorry, Isaac and Rebekah had two sons. They had a twin. And even the Edomites cannot be saved. Right. <laughs> yes, uh, indeed, yep. uh, Pastor Martin's doubts, Mr. Hammond's success stories. Uh, I, too, doubt them. I think they're fiction. 
the uh, the proof is in the yeah. pudding. You have to go back and see if the person you claim to have converted is actually doing uh, doing what Christianity professes to you know to believe. And yeah, uh, I have I have my doubts. Yeah, yeah. The, the the claims made by many of these Christian missionaries of converting all these non-whites are simply false. They're not they're not true. And most of them know yeah. that they're false. I mean, yeah, absolutely yeah. false. There. Yeah. Um, yeah. In in fact, merely by by doing what they're doing, Pastor, I I have reason to believe, and I think the evidence is clear that many of these missionaries do it for the money. Uh huh. No, Knowing. no, you can't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these people are crooks. They're, they're they're greedy, and they're only in it for the money. Is that? And they call themselves Christians. Pastor, evidence. If the evidence is there, it's <laughs> un- undeniable. Right. It's it is it is a fact that of the most lucrative of all the the financial operators. In America, for example, mm-hmm. are televangelists. Right. So, yeah, if they're and, converting and everybody, we should be in paradise by now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, when, when uh, what was that big uh, uh, tropical storm or that uh, uh, cyclone that. Uh, Katrina? That Katrina. Yeah, okay. Well, while the the black pastors got onto their planes to fly off to wherever it's safe, getting out of the way of Katrina, they donate uh, the, the people who do their, their, their donations to these black pastors and black ministers. They were getting thumped by Katrina and drowning and uh, getting uh, all the... the uh, aggressive part of the storm but they had no way of escaping but they were paying for those ministers who could get onto that could even choose which plane they wanted to get onto and fly out of the way of Katrina yeah 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 so uh yeah, the the propaganda number one that all races are equal number two that all all, uh, all non-israelites can become israelites by I don't know, by simply believing in Jesus is, is basically what they tell us, that uh, this yeah. would make the world a better place, but we see the exact opposite is happening. Well, the evidence is there, Pastor. There's no getting past it. The, um, if, if merely by do not denying the facts doesn't change the facts. Mm-hmm. And that is that is what is so annoying about these Edomites, right. uh, the escaped Dutch Afrikaners, for example, they they're holding soup, what they call soup kitchens, mm-hmm. on street corners to 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 make sure that these um, these these guys that that break in at night, uh-huh. that they at least have a meal day so that they can break in tonight and not be hungry. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, they be hungry, <laughs> right? So why don't they yeah. work for a living? Why, why can't they do that? You know, uh, I'll no, never forget the, the description you gave me of blacks on welfare in South Africa. 
that the welfare truck pulls up in the neighborhood and then there's a a, a, a tablet, for lack of a better word, uh, comes out the back of the van and the black people come and stick their thumb, their thumbprint on there, and then it spits out their their monthly welfare check or m- welfare payment. I, I doubt that many of these people yeah. have bank accounts, right? And so this is yeah. what keeps them voting for the government for the government that rules over them. Yeah. That's how it works, folks. That's that's Christianity yeah. to black people. Yeah. Well, Pastor, in, in fact, there are so many of these examples that I can mention. My brother, who's quite a number of years older than I am, when he was way bit younger than I am today, he um, was he, he co-owned a mining company, a small mining company, and they would go prospecting in uh, these far-off places, and uh, they found, for example, China clay, a very big uh, res- and a very valuable resource, mm-hmm. um, which was way in a in a bush. Okay. Very close, very close to where Jacob Zuma's palace is uh, in the in the town of Ngandla, Natal. Okay. And um, they went through all the paces of establishing the size of this resource. They could have made millions in terms of very high quality china clay for pottery and and uh, the tiles etc okay and when now now this was in the years prior to the 1994 elections in other words it was still the cape dutch afrikaner freemasons uh, and the afrikaner bond that were in control my brother applied for the mining rights. It's one thing to, for example, discover this resource, and then it's a different thing to apply for the the rights to mine it. Now, when he applied for this, he was sent from counter to counter, from department to department. Eventually, when he did get the approval, in paying a lot of money going through this process, when he did get the approval, there were certain conditions for this. Mm-hmm. And one of the conditions was that he could only move the product. This is now the, the base material. He could only move the base material not over land with trucks, but with, by, by having the installation of a railway line oh. all the way to the mine. Wow. But... If, but he had to go and negotiate with the captains of the various uh, tribal or the, <laughs> the tribal <laughs> heads. Of the various Each wants a bribe, tribe. right? Each one wanted a bribe. Yeah. No, not even that, Pastor. Not even that. Not even that. The story goes much wider than that. Okay. Now, first of all, the South African government under the white government said that he could only move the, the, the raw material by virtue of a railway line. Okay. But he had to go and negotiate for the railway lines to pass through tribal territories. And my brother was in a position to raise quite a bit of money at the time. And he would actually, him and his partner would actually walk from tribal group to tribal group and want to negotiate. Oh, that was the other thing. They could only make use of local labor. In other words, oh, wow. they were not allowed labor from outside. Okay. So in any case, on tribal 
uh, uh, head from tribal head to tribal or captain, whatever they would call them. Chief, yeah. From tribal head to tribal chief to tribal chief, the tribal chief would actually take them, take my brother and his colleague uh, to his hut and he would lift his bed. He would have a plank, a plank, a wooden, like a table that he would sleep on or that he has on the floor or on the ground. Mm -hmm. And he would lift that and my brother said, tribal chief after tribal chief said, we have more money than, than we can use. Because every, every black uh, over a certain age mm -hmm. in the tribal ground, in the tribal, this tribal group, would get a government, um, what do you call it? Yeah, welfare check, whatever. Yeah, government well, stipend, a, a, a stipend. Like a, yeah. A, a, a government welfare check, and that they have more money that they can use. So my brother found it impossible even to motivate one of the black uh, wow. uh, people. That's the, that's the magic that, word, motivate. They don't have any motivation because they can't see to the future. They, they don't have but, the vision of building something. But but they were receiving money from the white government for doing nothing. Why That's would they right. want to go and work? Exactly. <laughs> Makes so, sense to me, right? If I can get paid however, for doing nothing, why should I work? However, this this mining right, if you don't use it within a certain period of time, it lapses. And just after it lapsed, my brother was in that area regularly because he also discovered gold in a particular area. And the, the, the gold in the area that he had discovered was far better than that which was being mined in Johannesburg or around Johannesburg. So he was in the area very often. He absolutely loved the wild and the, uh, the, that which he was doing. He was called a lapidist, if I can recall it right. Okay, right. But, but uh, uh, what he found was... He saw these trucks from a, uh, a brick and tile factory in Durban called Coronation Brick and Tile. Okay. Now, this Coronation Brick and Tile was given the mining rights to the, the raw material, the, this, this clay. It's called China clay. Okay. And Coronation was transporting this raw material out of the, the where they were quarrying, exactly mm -hmm. where my brother had discovered it, right. was quarrying this and were trucking it out uh, to wherever the factories was were, where they were oh, okay. uh, manufacturing So the rules, the rules no longer applied, huh? Didn't have to build a railroad? But remember, <laughs> but remember, remember my brother yeah. is a boer. Okay. He's a boer. Oh. Now, the Cape Dutch Afrikaners, being in control, they knew exactly mm. who was worse and mm. who was not mm. worse. Mm. Good story. I hope and, our listeners are even, comprehending. Yes. And even beyond that, in South Africa, during all these years of the so-called apartheid government, now one must not be, uh, be led to believe that all means of apartheid is scriptural? No. Okay. Not every not every form of apartheid is scriptural. 
because the Cape Dutch Afrikaners were in, in, uh, they employed the system of apartheid to create an antagonistic mm-hmm. and a rejective version of it so that they could actually by the same way in which oh, I don't want to say it but Ex- exclude but, the bars exclude the bars just as your uh, example indicates right but, but, it's fake apartheid well, it's a fake apartheid yeah uh, if if I should mention on the on on the air uh, some of the things that people have told me that were involved with establishing this uh, Cape mm-hmm. Dutch Afrikaner version of apartheid, uh-huh. then I would most probably not survive through the night. <laughs> right. Well, but, don't name any yep. names because they might not survive either. <laughs> yeah, that's how but, serious this is. Pastor, but for so many years, since 1910, right up to 1994, if you applied for a work, if you applied for a position to work, you had to provide a, a testimonial from your local minister, your local duomeni. Mm-hmm. And by virtue of your choice of which church you were a member of, they either decided whether you were going to get this job or not. They just, that was a determining factor, even if you did get the job, mm-hmm. because of the fact that you can do the work, you were not eligible for promotion because <laughs> you're in the wrong church. Right. <laughs> okay. So, this, so, okay, well, you don't have separation of church and state then, do you? <laughs> no, Pastor, you, you, you have the uh, uh, Cape Dutch Afrikaner Edomite church, whether it's called itself Christian or not, that's what it is. Yeah, well, Pastor... I can tell you many stories like this, right? Even from <laughs> Paul Kruger's days in the in the Boer Republic, yeah. because he was a, he was also churchified. He believed right. that he, uh, he he could. Well, he was, um, yeah, pastor. Uh-huh. I, well, here, let me. Uh, while, yeah, uh, <laughs> let me interject here. Because I put in the chat room a a link to this article. It's actually a a book written, I believe, by an American. But the archive is French. But this French archive has this book by an American. And it's about, uh, let me scroll up. Uh, The title is The Hidden Power of the Whites, The Secret Religion Withheld from the Primal Peoples. And the author explains that when whites approach non-whites, especially primal people like in the jungle in Africa and, and well, wherever, most of the people are primal people when we when we yeah. originally discovered them. Very, very few of them were ever in a high state of civilization. So he says what really is going on is when these people encounter us and our high level of civilization, what they really want is our perks. They think... That we've done all these things, you know, we've built these ships, we've built these cars and airplanes and electronic devices by some form of magic, some some form of secret magic. And they, and they're, especially their priesthood, their kumbaya priesthood, wants to learn yeah. magic. So when they see our Bible and when these Christian ministers who presume that they're converting these people show them the Bible... 
they look in the Bible and they ask, well, where's the secrets? Where's the secrets? How, how do you build these roads? How, how, how do you get these cars and air conditioners? Uh, doesn't, that, doesn't that come from this Bible here? And this is, the, this is the interest they have in the Bible. This is the only interest they have in our society is to get what we have. They have no ability whatsoever to reproduce what we do. And the, the societies that have tried, that they complain that once the white man leaves, the streets go to hell, <laughs> right? Over to you. That's yeah. what really is happening. Yes, Pastor. If if you look at um, the the what has been brought about over the past two thousand five hundred years, very little was initiated by anybody other than the twelve tribes of the right. house of Jacob. That's right. That's right. Because the chosen people. Yeah. The chosen people. We we have been uh, we've been persecuted and prosecuted and uh, decimated by. Um, wars that had been and and uh, that had been enticed against us by our own people because they right. were they were heeding to the Edomites that mm-hmm. found their way and also migrated into Europe and uh, found themselves amongst us and they were the uh, we call it a, a termiting they were termiting the Twelve, uh, well, the, the the twelve tribes of Jacob, the house right. of Jacob, right, um, and and that has been the cause of uh, the causes of just about every war that was ever fought on the the face of this earth. It, well, it, it was the cause of the war in in every event where whites were involved in every um, war that was fought on the face of this earth. Right, right. Yeah, it, it, it brings us back. Go ahead. It brings us back, Pastor. It brings us back to the protocols of the learned elders of Zion. There you go. Even though the the protocols of the learned elders were, of Zion were only written, I think, in 1896. Right. Uh, and and presented to a Jewish uh, constituency in in Switzerland. The first Zionist Congress. Jewish, the first vi- Zionist Congress. Congress. That's what it was. Yes. That's right. In Basel, uh, um, in Switzerland, I think. Basel, but, Basel, Switzerland, yeah. Yes, but even before that time, it is very clear if you go and read and and uh, start researching on on aspects of in the way in which Jan van Riebeek dealt with the the the, um, the the people who came to the Cape as as settlers that had been. Uh, basically persecuted mm-hmm. in Europe by the church, by Christianity. No. Then you will find that Jan van Riebeek already in the 1600s, uh, 1652, 16, sorry, 1657, 1658, mm-hmm. he subjected those people that would eventually become the Boers, they were being subjected to the protocols or the principles of the protocols of the learned elders of Zion. So the principles of the learned elders mm-hmm. of Zion wasn't something that just blankly appeared or uh, blatantly appeared in 1896 and was printed in 1906 or 1907, whenever it was. It was it was a set of principles or pol- uh, uh, protocols that had been living 
in the blood of the Edomites even since before Amen. the birth of the Messiah. Well, yeah, the protocols are essentially a, a, contra- a, what's a, 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 di- a reader's digest of the Talmud. Yeah. That's what they are. You exactly. can find all that stuff yeah. in the Talmud, okay? Let me quote from, this is a document by Harold Turner is his name. And he comments here on the uh, witch doctors or the chief priests of these various primal tribes. He said it doesn't matter which, which culture the Christian missionary approached. The, the result was always the same. As a further cultural factor, there is the common belief that power is yeah. related to secret knowledge possessed only by the magician or the priest or by those who have been initiated into one of the secret societies. Yes, of okay, so often found among primal peoples and among the Jews as well. It was only to be expected, therefore, that the source of this impressive power of the Europeans would be most closely guarded or known only to the few. We are told, for instance, of an old and serious-minded Maori warrior in New Zealand who consulted W.E. Gudgeon on the subject of the scriptures. After 40 years studying them, he had concluded there was nothing in them available to him after 40 years, and that the key to the great book was in the hands of the bishops, who selfishly kept to themselves all that was of real value. Okay, so in other words, the Bible can't be taken at its word. It it must be the priesthood of the Bible must have some secrets that uh, that's what I want to learn from them. I don't want to learn all this gibberish that's written in the Bible. Over to you. Yes, Pastor. um, Well, you can see this tendency. They, They would even come with the Bible to you, knowing that you believe in the scriptures. But then they're trying to divert you from the scriptures back to into what they want you to believe. That's right. Um, so, so, they, so they merely use the scriptures as a lure mm-hmm. to get into your mind. That is all. And, and that was exactly what the Pharisees uh, did right. with the Messiah's well. Yeah. They, they wanted, they even used the scriptures to try and um, overrule and overrun Mm-hmm. What the uh, Messiah was saying, the teachings of the Messiah was being yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, questioned well, now, at, questioned at now, every now, juncture. Yeah, now here's a, a, a really ironic statement by the by this. Uh, uh, oh, what are you? Shaman uh, is the word I'm looking by the shaman. Okay, and he says yeah. after 40 years he he concluded that the book had nothing of real value. When Gudgeon protested he had never heard of any such a thing, he was cut off with the sarcastic remark that since he was not a bishop, it was hardly likely that he would know anything about it. For, said the old warrior, it is not the Maoris only who are being defrauded, but the Europeans also. But that is certainly true today, as we are being sold a bill of goods. They call it Christianity, but it's really Judeo garbage. Okay, so this Maori warrior is actually telling the truth about that. The reasoning is clearly culturally based. The Maori Tahungas, or medicine men, kept their powerful Mm. incantations in their own hands, and likewise the bishops, as a superior class of Tahunga, would keep the really powerful parts of the Bible from the lower clergy and the laity. Is that not how a secret society works? It's exactly the way a secret society works, Pastor. In fact, mm-hmm. um, uh, I, I see that uh, 
in, in the Freemasonry, it is even accepted uh, if, if you're a Muslim, you even accept it and you lay your hands on the Quran uh, when you do your incantations into your uh, initiation into the uh, Freemasonry. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, uh, okay. I believe, I believe that um, Barack Obama was uh -huh. initiated as the president of the United States with his hand, not on the Bible, but on the Quran. Right, right. What's that sect that wears the upside-down fez? Or uh, I guess the fez is upside-down. The red fez yeah. with the gold tassels? They're, they're, yeah. they're, kind of, they're a dubious secret society as well. I just can't think of exactly. their name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have their secret, you know, the secrets they don't share with the public too. But, right? But it's all based not just in mysticism, but it's also based in magic. Right. Pure magic, um, yeah. demon-controlled magic. That's right, or or uh, showmanship. <laughs> it's one or the other, yeah. right? You know, well, uh, yeah. Televangelists, um, yeah. they thrive showmanship. on showmanship. Amen. Which is also, which is also a form of magic. That's right. It's a form of magic, but it doesn't produce any real results, <laughs> right? Exactly. Now, now, I don't know if you listened to the show I did uh, a while back, a couple of weeks ago now, about zombies in Haiti. It turns out there yeah. is a sect of uh, shamans, of uh, medicine men, who yeah. are actually able to induce a, a death-like trance in the victim. And yeah. uh, they're playing with fire because sometimes the the potion they use will kill the person. Okay, what they yeah. do is after the person is buried, they go into the graveyard and dig up the uh, box. And if the person is still alive, they will take the person out of the box and keep that person in a drug-induced stupor for the rest of their lives and use them for slave labor. So there are literal yeah. zombies, and there are medicine men who do it. Okay. Yeah. The the other guys are fakes, <laughs> right? The other guys are fakes, but that's voodoo. Well, well, that's exactly what I wanted to say. Now is that um, in the uh, way in the in the uh, um, Easter Islands, they are, and not just in the Easter Islands, but there are quite a number of places where they they are still cannibals. Well, even in South Africa, um, oh, yeah. it, it is often found that where farmers are murdered on their farms, um, they they get to the the um, uh, the family members get to the house and they find that their family members had been deheaded or beheaded Ooh. and uh, cooked. Oh, jeez! The body parts cooked and eaten by these. These black marauders. Yeah, it's magic, <laughs> right? They believe in magic. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. man! And, and 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 one of the things also is that um, these um, what what is called uh, in in South Africa they are called my oh my I've just forgotten the word now but um, these these Zulu medicine okay. men and medicine mojigumbas mojigumbas. <laughs> I just made that something like that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but they propagate, for example, amongst their people that uh, if you have AIDS, Ooh. if you have if you have sex with a white baby, mm -hmm. uh, you will be cured of your AIDS. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's one one of the reasons yes. so many why so many of these farm attacks they do rape the babies, the white baby wow. girls. Oh wow, amazing! Absolutely. Yeah, judo. Thank you, nimble horse. Judo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, we're getting to the bottom of this secret society type of religion. Unfortunately, yeah. folks. Unfortunately. Judeo-Christianity is just such a secret society, and as you have been telling us, in South Africa, the Reformed churches, which are run by, not by real Christians, but by Cape Dutch Afrikaner secret society members, many of them being Freemasons as well, that's the religion that's really being practiced, correct? Uh, Pastor, I'm going to send you something which you're going to find very interesting. Um, I'm going to send you a picture. It's a it's a compilation that I made for a, a um, like a, um, a, a, a different photographs of the same church. Okay. Uh, where it is absolutely clear. It, it gives you an indication as to whom the God is whom they worship. Right. And, yeah. and Baal, Baal or the, Yahweh, <laughs> right? One or the other. No, yeah. no, they they don't they, they they don't even refer to Yahweh, uh, Pastor. Oh, I'm sure they, they don't. They, yeah, they refer to him as as um, the oh, Lord. The Lord, right? Uh, that, that is which is another name, word for Baal, right? It's another word for Baal. Which is another word for Baal? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and uh, also the the birth canal of the. Uh, queen of the heavens. Okay. It's so even with pubic hair uh, uh, surrounding oh, this wow. front front door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Drop you the, the photograph or the compiled photograph that um, uh, I didn't change any of the pictures. Uh, what I merely did was I uh, used the, the 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 photographs that I had taken. I compiled a um, a picture. Which is uh, to show you the, uh, a, a collage. collage. Yeah, a group of pictures. A, okay. Yeah. Yes, a collage which um, shows you what God they worship. <laughs> because right. Right. It's going to come through to you right now. Okay. And in in exactly the same way, I can actually forward you pictures of uh, Dutch Reformed churches spread across. South Africa, that all have the resemblances, not just Dutch Reformed, but any of the churches that, um, uh, for example, have the the symbol, the, the doors, the entry doors and the windows resemble the birth canal of the Queen mm-hmm. of Heavens. Mm-hmm. Uh, the well, the mystery religions your... are all based on sex. We know that. Okay. Exactly. Uh, whether openly or in a, in a disguised form. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you have the picture there with you at the moment. It's um, it's gone through onto uh, right your side. Yeah. yeah, I see. There's a window that has a circular kind of six six six, just like the Trilateral Commission has a logo exactly. that looks like six six six. Right. Right. And you can see the Did star. The star, uh, sex, 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 right. <laughs> <Auf Deutsch. Yes. laughs> with, 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 with all those Nimrod penises. Right. With the 
knell of the 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 the, the queen of heavens. Um, right. It's very clear that it's all about sex. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And this is. Uh, yeah. This. But this is not a Catholic church. That's. I've heard that said about Catholic churches as well. Okay. That uh, yeah. many of their doorways are uh, vaginal in appearance. Okay. Yes. And and, and deli- they- deliberately so. Yeah. It's deliberately so because they worship the Queen of Heavens. The Queen of Heavens, um, where the Vatican is today, is uh, was the uh, where Flavius Vespasianus. Okay. Where he had built his circus on the ruins of the temple of the Queen of Heavens in Rome. Now that already signifies that there's a very clear link between what was the actual and real events and places and that had um, led to the establishment of this circus called the Roman Catholic right. Church or the, right. the, the, the Catholic means general. So it is a Roman uh-huh. state general church. It yeah, became yeah. A, universal. A state. Yeah, yeah. In, in and, English, and Catholic means universal, yeah. Universal. Yeah, yeah. And that thing also is is evidenced by the fact that uh, John on the Isle of Patmos, when he wrote the book of Revelations, so clearly indicated that in, in uh, Revelation 17 about this mystery Babylon um, as the mother of all wars. That's right. And of the of the uh, all the bad things and, and you, the false you, you prophet, st- yeah, the false prophet and, and the false prophet. But but it also says he also writes in that same uh, prophecy. He says that it becomes the house of demons and <laughs> of <laughs> yeah. and birds, vile birds, bad- yeah, yeah, debauchery, evil, everything, yeah, everything vile is uh, yeah. and passing itself off as Christianity today. Well, okay, we've yes. just run out of time. Uh, again, uh, this ha- this hour flew by like it was only 10 minutes. <laughs> and yes. we'll have to pick this subject up next week. Whether or not yes. non-whites can re- really be converted to Christianity. And, uh, yes. you know, I would say, no, they cannot. We should leave them to their own devices, let them practice their own religion, and let us not bother them anymore. Yeah. That's my so view. true, Pastor. The scripture even says that the uh, Father Yahweh had given the sun and the moon and the stars um, for all the other nations to worship, but he gave himself only to his people, his only, chosen people. Yeah, only to his chosen people, Israel. Thank you, Pastor yeah. Martins. We'll look forward Thank to you, discussing Pastor. this again next week. All right, folks, that's it for today. Uh, I wish we had another hour, but we'll do that next week. Take care. Yahweh bless. Praise Yahweh. Praise Yahweh.